Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 4 a.m. Get Ups. Today's date is November 20th. It's 7.39 a.m. and it's 35 degrees outside. My studying is done for the day. No run this morning because I got a run tonight. That's right. I actually have a race tonight. Uh, shot in the dark 5k trail race in pitch black. I hate running in the dark, but it's a race. There's some neon lights. There's some lasers everywhere. Got a flashlight. Got some buddies running with me too. So it should be a lot of fun. Not just me by myself in the wind, in the dark, with a flashlight, running in the rain, trying not to slip. You know what those days are like. Previous podcast, darkness. Yeah. Anyways, I know you're expecting right now uh, for me to be talking with one of my other buddies in his run for the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, but I actually have a race report, and I'm going to give you some updates on some of my promised um, personal personal records, my PRs, right? Did I achieve any? Did I achieve multiple? Stay tuned. Now I'm ready. Coffee finished. <laughs> Little tip too, if you don't have caffeine very often at all, when you do, you get pretty excited and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Anyways, so like I said, yes, race report. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. First, I'll give you an update on the accountability I set myself out in the public, out to the podcast listening world, out to the Twitter world, which is probably like five people for me. But that's okay. Kind of like self-accountability too, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Did I achieve any of them? Mm, I think so. <laughs> Which ones? Well, we'll get there in a minute. First, let's go through them again. One mile PR, 636. 5K PR, 2238. 10K PR, 5355. So starting from the beginning. One mile PR. Did I achieve it? No. How much did I miss it by? Two seconds. That's right. My latest try on the track, I finished at 6.38. And that, let me tell you, burns. There's nothing like 200 meters away, I was at 5.50. Thought I had a great chance. I'm I'm, uh, I'm set. I'm, I'm good to go. This is going to happen. Lengthen the stride. Speed up a little bit. Don't have to sprint. It's just... <laughs> I'll be around between 630 and 635. Nope. Did some wind hit me in the face? I know. You're, those third and fourth laps, sometimes you think you're sprinting, but then you're not. You're just jogging, right? It gets harder and harder and burns more and more, and you're going slower than you actually think you are. So that's another lesson to take. Always a lesson learned in failure, right? You never actually fail unless you just quit trying. There's a great meme, which I could show you, but it's only podcast for listening. But you can look it up. Like Just type in like success failure meme, and it's two pictures side by side. One, it just shows a line that splits open like a Y, and it says one side success, the other side fail. The other one, it's like a tree branch. 
So it's a squiggly line that goes up, and there's branches on each side that go out and out and out, and it says success, fail, success, fail, success, fail, success. And that's what it's really like. I mean, how many times did Thomas Edison have to make the light bulb to get to work? How many times did MS-DOS have to be made to get it work? How many times did uh, Michael Jordan, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't make his high school basketball team, right? Then a star at UNC, and then one of the best basketball players ever. So, take failure as something to learn and apply to next time. And so what do I have? One thing I already did learn, too, I stopped looking every 200 meters. I looked in the first 200, and the second 200 is obviously the first lap, so that's the first 400. After my first lap, I only looked every 400 meters. I didn't look on my backside. I just wanted to put a little more pressure on myself. And what happened? I was doing good. I was at 310, 311 in my first 800 meters so now you're looking at a 620 630 um mile time that's great that's great for me i would i would have crushed the 636 right and i only looked on the last 200 in, in the fourth lap just to see what i needed to do what i needed to sprint so maybe that was a mistake maybe i just know fourth lap you just have to practically sprint the whole thing you got to give it all you can so especially the last 200 no matter what i need to sprint that last 200 save those precious precious seconds Especially if you know what a true mile is on a track, it's not just four legit laps around the track. It's actually four laps plus nine meters, I believe. Maybe nine yards. Small difference there, but still a difference, right? So the, when you start, you actually start nine meters back from the finish line. So your first 400 is longer than a 400. It's 409 meters, right? Then the rest are all 400s and you finish it off. So that's about one to two seconds of time added right there. So if I did a cheat mile and just did four laps, maybe I would get the 636, right? But in my mind, in my heart, it wouldn't have been an exact mile, and that's what I'm going for. <clears throat> so next time. And I have plenty of time next week to give it a few goes. So it's getting cold outside, but... I did it when it was 50, I think it was like 48, 50 degrees, did it at 6.30 in the morning on a track. So, it doesn't matter, temperature, I just got to get it done, right? Yeah. Moving on to 5K. This is actually a race that I actually put on myself. I made a free race for people to get out and just have some live competition again. Anybody that was kind of sick of these virtual races and everything, don't worry, I only had 12 people in it. There was no water or aid or anything offered afterwards just to comply with the rules and regulations that are going on right now. Everybody was easily spaced out because there's only 12 people. So it was a very, very flat course. About 20 minutes from my house is a beautiful greenway on a beautiful park. Kind of looks like a farm too. There's really just nothing there, just hay bales and fields and trees. They have some trails there too, so I might incorporate a little trail mixer, some greenway, some trail, that might make it fun next year. But, so, I advertised it as, hey, come get a PR, because it's a very, very flat course, just an out and back. So my 5K PR, 2238. Mind you, that is from my freshman year of high school. So that's like over a 20-year PR for me. So since then, this is the best time I've had. I did it in 23-24, and my splits were looking pretty good, actually. 
first mile in 714, second mile in 729, so I was perfect, I was on pace, tracking great through the first two miles, and then I just gassed out, third mile 757. One thing that did suck, there was a huge tree in a wooded part of the greenway that fell across the course, so we had to kind of stop and walk around or jog around the broken trunk of the tree and then kick back up again. So on the way out, that didn't really bother me much. On the way back, already getting gassed, I guess that just sucked me down. So my pace went down to like nine, ten minutes during that one little section when I think it was like right around eight the first time. So that that cost me there too, but it, it wasn't just that. I, I was gassed out. So need to work on some other things to get that third mile down. But the first two miles was good. And apparently I hit a two-mile PR, too. Um, where was it? Yeah, it said, yeah. Best estimated two-mile effort, 1443. Tracked on Strava, of course. So, yeah, 1443. Even if I did it eight after that, it would be six. That would be 2243. So, yeah, i do another 730. And you're in, like, a 2210-ish. We'd have just enough time to barely barely pass it so I'm not quite there and you get about a minute down I can do this so one mile missed and 5k missed but on to the fun stuff 10k yep I got a PR on October 16th 10k the recent one was from a year or two ago in a uh, really fun 10k that went on the freeway around our city, which is really cool. Did that in 53-55. Recently around my neighborhood and uh, near business park, etc. 53-43. So beat it by a little over a minute. So I did get a 10k PR this year. Score. My splits, 8.45, 8.49, 8.41, 8.23, 9.45, 836 so this one actually came out just to do a smooth six miles smooth six miles to 10k and you, you can tell because the first two miles 845 849 <clears throat> and after those first two miles I was running I was like wow I'm feeling pretty loose this is pretty cool should I try to go for something because I didn't want to necessarily put the pressure on myself start screwing up so I said no, Benny, just keep coasting, keep going smooth like you are, stay loose, just see what happens after the first 5K, because that's halfway mark, right? So the next mile is an 841. Okay, great. Now, the great thing is, after my halfway mark, I had a big section of slight downhill and then just flat. And when there's this business park area that just has a loop around a pond. Pretty much zero elevation. It's like going around an extra long track. So I knew that was coming up. So I said, okay, let me turn it on just a little bit, save some energy, turn it on. And that's running the fourth mile, 823. So the fourth mile was actually the fastest mile of the whole thing. And I coasted. That's when I started doing the math. Maybe that was a bad thing. Maybe I just need to just go. Go all out, just go, go. And then I can crush some PRs, etc. and not be thinking and doing math. But that's how I am, especially when I get in races. Get a few miles in or whatever it is, I start doing the math. And a 50k I recently did, which will be the race report. I uh, I did a ton of math there, <laughs> so maybe I'm thinking too much. But 
So I coasted down a little bit on the fifth mile to conserve energy for the last mile. Just gonna push it and just make sure I get that time as I knew it. And I, and I banked the time too in the fourth mile, 823. I said, I'm, I'm definitely gonna hit this. I'm definitely gonna hit this. Coast a little bit in the fifth, Benny, save the energy, and then just go in the last mile. So that's why the fifth was 901, my highest mile. Back it up six with 8.36, the second fastest mile of my 10K. So my fourth and my sixth mile were my fastest miles, which is pretty awesome, actually. I mean, a buddy like once told me that the guy I actually interviewed for the 100 miler, too. He said, when you run in the race, you want to be kind of like water. So if you release water from a dam or like down a chute or something that you've made, it's going to first, it's going to start coming out. And then as it, as it gets released and all the water behind it starts pushing, it's going to go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. So you don't want to start out the gate like a, a cannon, you know, unless it's like a one mile or a, just a once around a track, a 400 meter or something like that. And of course, you're going to give it all you got the whole time. But other than that, you want to start out smooth and then just pick it up a little more and more and more and pick it up and pick it up and pick it up. So then your later miles are your faster miles. And that's why all a bunch of runners always talk about negative splits, right? Negative splits uh, show performance. They show increasing. They show getting better and better because your next mile is faster than the mile before that. And then the one next one after that is faster than the one you just did. So be like water. Out of the gate, smooth, and then faster, 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 faster until just everything you got hardcore finish. So yeah, I'm excited. 10k PR, 5k only a minute away, and one mile two seconds away. I can get that this year. Two seconds. Two seconds. Are you kidding me? Okay, so race report. I was very excited. This race was supposed to be in April. It's the Mountaineer Rumble 50k at Kings Mountain State Park, but with COVID, it got postponed to November, thankfully postponed and not canceled. So in November, we ran it, and he had wave starts. He broke up all the races. He had a 50K, 100K, and 100 mile. So the 100 milers went out first. 10 minutes later, the 100Kers went out. 10 minutes later, the 50Kers went out. And then in that, you were in the little sections. He let three people at a time, like every 15 seconds or something. And then, of course... As I've said in a previous podcast, it's an ultra race, so there's going to be times where for miles you don't see anybody. <clears throat> so, this is my third 50K. The second 50K was the fastest. Obviously, the first was the slowest, and then I beat that time. So, the last Monday was 8 hours, 48 minutes. And a 50K, to remind you, is 31 miles, roughly. Well, I did this one in eight hours even, which is awesome. And it may have been even less had I not missed a turn. Yeah, this gets you. There's two things you're afraid of in ultras. One, it's DNFing, did not finish, not being able to make it for whatever reason, injury, you bonk, um, dehydration, you know, you just lock up, can't do it. And two is having to do what they call bonus miles. You miss a turn, and then you have to backtrack. And so those backtrack are all just additional miles, and then it just hits you emotionally, hits you physically, hits you mentally. I know David Goggins once in a in the Moab 240, so 240-mile race, he uh, was in first place and then took a wrong turn. And I think he 
was it 12 miles? Or maybe it was only four, something like that. But I mean, when you're doing a 240 mile race, you don't want to go an extra foot that you don't have to. So, yeah. How it happened, there were five aid stations, and in between the third, fourth, and fifth, there was a water-only station, so it didn't necessarily count. So you went from the third aid station, which was the big one, and you went way out into the woods, hit the water-only one, you're supposed to do this other big loop, hit the come around to the fourth aid station, then come back, finish the loop, and hit the water only one again, and continue on back into the third aid station, which was the third slash fifth, the big one with all the good food and stuff. And then when you finish, leave the fifth, you're only a 5K away from the finish line. Well, as it happens, leave the third, there's only one trail to go, 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 and then you come up the hill. This big sign says aid station four with an arrow. As soon as you pass that, you see the coolers and you're like, oh, well maybe aid station four is just the water only one. That's just how they named it. You get there, stopped, took my water, looked back, back the way I came, he had a sign that said wrong way, which was great. Then to the left, he had a sign that said wrong way. So I looked to the right and there was a trail. And this girl in front of me, she went down that trail. So, okay, that must be the way to go. Then I went down that trail and a pack of other people behind me went down the trail. Well, <clears throat> about two and a half miles later, after talking to some other people that we caught up to and people that caught up to us, I was at mile 20, 21, 22. They were at mile 25, 26, 27. Because everybody's GPS is a little bit off from each other's, right? But you shouldn't be off five, six miles. So then another dude coming back from the road they were supposed to come up to, he had heard, too, that his GPS was like five or six miles less than everybody. And so we all talked to each other. Well, apparently when we hit that cooler water station, we weren't supposed to just come off to, what did I say, to the right, looking back the way we came. We were supposed to go straight, but he didn't have an extra sign. He, I think he had spray-painted some stuff on the ground, but then leaves and people's feet and traction and everything, that got erased. So we were supposed to go straight, which was going to start that loop, and then come in from the left, the way that the first wrong way sign was, because that's where you're coming back from the loop, and during that big loop is the fourth aid station. That's why I had that sign going forward. I wish he had put the sign just past the coolers. Then we would have known, okay, keep going. But small gripe, I only did three extra miles. But the cool thing is, I did three extra miles in a 50K, and still PR. So I would have finished in the sevens too, which disappointed me. But I was already kind of disappointed anyhow, because I was shooting for a six finish. I wanted to be somewhere in the six hours. Thought I was trained for it, thought I was ready. This was the least elevation course out of the three 50Ks that I've done. It didn't have many climbs. One nasty, sadistic climb at the end, but I mean, it's the finish line. It was uh, like 100 meters straight up, then back straight down, then back straight up again. Whatever, you want to have that kind of finish, that's fine. <laughs> it's the end, it's not that long. There's no 
you know, two mile gradual switchback straight up a mountain or anything like that. It was basically very just lightly rolling and mostly flat trail. Lots of flat area, especially the last five or six miles were just open gravel road or fire road, um, so to speak. So the course was great. It, everything was set up and I was doing good. After the first 11 miles, I was at like two hours even. So that's at same pace would be like a six hour even uh, finish, right? 11, 22, 33, even a little less. But <clears throat> you know you're going to start slowing down in the last few miles, especially after mile 20. That's when stuff starts to hurt, at least for me and other people I talked to as well. And the mental comes in, right? The pain cave. But I knew, I was like, oh man, that gives me an hour of banked time to maybe finish. So I cross about halfway mark, 15, 16 miles, and I was at 3 hours, 30 minutes. And I go, okay, that's, now well, sixes are gone, but that's still a seven. If I can keep this up, and that's when I started to even slow down a little bit, I can still finish in the seven hours. That's still respectable, and a huge PR for me. Man, am I going to beat this by over an hour? You know, maybe an hour and a half? But mile, pretty much mile 18 on just hurt. I was running out of water. I drank enough water. I, I had a 24 ounce bottle with me. There's an aid station after the first six miles. Then after that, it was only maybe four and a half to five and a half. So average about five miles. You had a new aid station plus the water one in between. Um, aid station three and four and five but I was still down in the water all the way I would be finished with water with about a mile to go to the next aid station so I definitely thought I was drinking enough water threw tailwind in it I think three out of the six times so I had the calories they didn't I was gonna do my plan was tailwind and bananas but they didn't have bananas till the third aid station so I took a little bit of chocolate I think some candy, etc. Try and get some calories. I didn't want too much heavy stuff. I was going to see how I can stay light and keep going. Then when I did have the banana, my stomach started to get hard. So I was like, oh, great. Am I getting a gut bomb? This is going to suck. So that's when I slowed down for a while. But I switched back to just water, no tailwind. That must have flushed out in my stomach. Go again. I don't want to be TMI for y'all, but apparently in ultras you're supposed to pee another sign that you are not dehydrated that you are well hydrated and the water is going through you and your body's not just sucking every ounce it can i've never had to pee during an ultra buddy tells me that's not a good thing i thought i was drinking plenty enough water this time never had to pee during this ultra and my muscles started locking up it hurt legs hurt hips hurt Calves hurt, quads hurt, hammies hurt, feet hurt. After mile 20, every step hurt. So I did another 11 miles when every step just hurts. But another thing to learn from, right? I did some research afterwards. Because I was, you know, the week leading up, the first few days leading up, I started increasing my water intake. The urine looked clear as water. thought it was great. But, and I'm not a doctor or licensed health professional or anything, but just from my own experience and research, I found that apparently 
if you haven't been training yourself in the long run for that, when you just start all of a sudden increasing your water intake, your body's not used to absorbing it and using it. So it's just going to flush it out. And the result is the clear urine. And you're going to think you're well hydrated, but you're not because your body's just bypassing it. Well, I don't need this. We've been training in the heat for 90 degrees and just having a little bit of water. We've been, you know, we've been doing this. We don't need this. So then when it comes to the ultra, you get halfway a two-thirds in and your body's like, give me water. I'm drained. I can't do anything. Muscles lock up. Body shut down. So that's another back to the drawing board. Start increasing my water intake more. And from personal experience, I think I can validate this too because I did last year start intaking water a lot during the day to try and, you know, help lose weight, make your body feel healthier and um, more energetic. All those things that they say, you know, some people take, drink a gallon of water a day, etc. Didn't want to overdo it, but started drinking more. Well, what happened in the beginning? I had to go to the bathroom a lot. And a co-worker was saying, that's going to happen in the beginning, but then your body will get used to it and you won't have to go to the bathroom as much. So then that makes sense, right? Clear urine right before a race, I'm good to go. Boom. Drink a ton of water, never have to pee, because now my body's starving for water. And he said that's what was causing all those uh, muscle cramps and everything. But I'm still satisfied, I guess. I, I ran three extra miles and PR did it in eight hours, so you call us it'll be somewhere in the seven hours but I can't track it because I don't know for sure finished 25th out of 49 total I think I think 37 only finished so 49 started 37 finished I finished in 25th would have been faster possibly if I not missed the loop so that's fun and it sucks because when I do poorly on or miss a turn or something like that in a race, I want revenge the next year. There's a half marathon coming up. I'm hoping the restrictions aren't too crazy that I can still do it, but I need serious revenge on this thing. It's a half marathon from like three years ago, so it is more in the beginning of my longer distance career, but uh, the time was so terrible I don't even want to mention it. <laughs> uh, let's just say the next one I did I beat it by like 20 minutes if not 30 now nah, about 20 minutes so yeah I need I need revenge on this course and that's how I feel about this Kings Mountain one the part that sucks is I wanted to do the 100k next year right slowly build up I want to continue maybe getting better at 50ks but I'm like okay let's get let's move up to the next level you know I was like if, especially if I did a six if I, if I do a 50k in this in the six hour range I'm definitely ready for 100k you know but nope I gotta get my revenge now so he's already posted for next year same time of year in November which is great because I don't want to finish one in November and then have one in April especially with all this COVID stuff the training is going to be um, a lot a lot harder to get done but I'm hoping I can, now I know the course, I know where that missed turn is. I'm going to PR, I'm going to get sixes. There's a new public thing. I'm going to get sixes in this 50K next year. 
Don't wait up for that. It's a long ways away. We'll get to it later. <laughs> but yeah, I did the first... See, the first... Even the first six miles, pretty good on times. Mind you, it's a trail race, so... They say on average your mile time goes up about one to two minutes or more depending on how much elevation on a trail run versus a road run because trails turn a lot more. The um, ground is a lot more uneven and there's technical because of roots and rocks and everything. By the way, I almost fell five times. Didn't fall. Knock on wood, still no falls for 2020, which is huge for me. Uh... I once fell five times in five months, changed shoes, and then didn't fall after that. Go figure. But I got a trail race tonight, as I said, so that's like the big test. <laughs> Ain't no one got a flashlight who's still running a trail at night That's and trying to run it fast because it's 5K. That's going to be a, a, a big test for me. <laughs> Made a lot of fun, too. But so given the trail, um, my mile times in the First six, seven miles were pretty, pretty darn good. 924, 1019, 1013, 1117, 1040, 1226 at mile six. So that's the aid station mile. So stopped, um, filled my water bottle, threw tailwind in it, munched on a little bit of candy, took off again. Then out, out of the aid station, 1103, 1146, 12. And then here's where it starts going down. 1401, 1703. I think that was another aid station mile. 1203, 1648, 1548, 1848, 2435, 16. Yes, that was an eight station mile, uh, mile 16, but I definitely took a break there too. I think I was there at least five minutes. And then 17, 17, 17, 25, and it starts going to, the times start going terrible. <laughs> Let's see, the last from 20 on, I was not, I didn't, well, I posted one mile under 15 minutes and that was mile 30 14 28 on the big gravel road Ugh. so you can see after pretty much after the halfway mark it just starts going down for me and it's like i'm just walking the thing because i don't want a dnf i've never had a dnf in a race yet and i hope to not have one in the future i can't say i won't because you never know what's going to happen in the future and there's some really tough races out there but I finished, and I still finished PR. So, maybe that makes my last time at 848 really bad. I don't know. <laughs> you decide. But it did have a mountain, so I had to climb that thing twice. And the first 50K had two mountains that I had to climb twice. So, I was scaling the peak four times. That was, ugh. I always do that. My first half marathon was a trail half marathon at night, the same place that I'm going for this one. But, and people are telling me, asking me, this is your first half? Why did you choose this one? This is crazy. I don't know. I guess I'm stupid. <laughs> so my first half was crazy. My first 50K was crazy. I need to start paying attention to uh, courses. <laughs> I think I just choose the best ones for the best deal. You know how it is. Like, a year in advance. Oh, it's only 25 bucks. Sign up now. And you're like, sweet, yes. Got a 50K, 25 bucks. And then you get there and you start doing it. And you're like, oh my gosh, this course is crazy. But enough of that. That's my race report. I've rambled on for quite a while. I hope you've enjoyed the, this type of podcast. A little bit different. I've been wanting to do one of like a race report for a long time. But as it be in the world today, we had a lot of canceled races. I have one 
tonight again shot in the dark 5k with lasers neon lights and flashlights that'll be a lot of fun i'll give another much quicker report on that race and i'm actually meeting tomorrow morning with um dr joe ads who did the again the rim to rim to rim in the grand canyon so i have some discussion points ready for that we'll have some coffee we'll kick back in a lounge chair and enjoy some good conversation about running motivation training um, and all sorts of things that come into that stay tuned that'll be coming up soon thank you for listening this is 4am get ups this is your host ben again you can contact me on twitter if you have any questions or comments at narrow trails again at narrow trails thank you and get to running